Mic check one, check, check. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> yeah, all right. You know, it still works. Cat, um, yeah. meow, meow. <laughs> you, know. you never know what to say, so I just say the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Comedy Film Nerds episode 272, book it. It's the same backwards and forwards. Oh, mm. no way. It's a number palindrome. <laughs> it's a number drone? <laughs> Your audience is sophisticated. They know what a palindrome is. Oh <laughs> they do gosh. indeed. We have a very, uh, very highbrow bunch of nerds <laughs> that listen to this fine program. We're going to be talking about a lot of movies today. We're going to talk about Entourage, All This Mayhem, and A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. And um, we got a little movie premiering this week, Jurassic World, we'll be speaking about. Yeah, and I'm going to talk about the samurai double bill that I saw. Absolutely. The the double feature is the greatest thing. And I have to apologize to our writer, um, CJ. About yeah, seeing the that's wrong how movie. we start this thing. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize to one Twitter, our uh, one of our our writers, CJ Johnson, and who's in, also a good friend. Also a good friend. Australia? Yes, it lives in Australia. Posted a sent us a f- cool photo, which we should post of him and him Dean. and Dean because Dean's down there now yeah. too, and Dean just did his uh, podcast. So. Um, Oh, a couple of weeks back, he had sent me an email about this great movie I have to see. It was like a Mad Max ripoff with like zombies and cars budget, and stuff. Low budget. Yeah. So I thought, oh, this sounds, sounds great. Um, and let me just set the stage. I was like, I was driving back from San Francisco with the family that day. I didn't have time to go see a movie. I was exhausted. So I went on to my on-demand and I found another Mad Max ripoff with Monsters called um road war because i knew like well wait what i what was that movie that CJ? this has to be it it's it's how many mad max ripoffs with monsters could there possibly be driving fatigue yes (laughs) but this is the only one that that came up it was so so road wars came up and really the uh the movie that cj was talking about was road of the dead so uh wormwood so they were they both had the word road in it and i was so tired i was like well, i'm not gonna check my email how many mad max ripoffs with monsters with the word road in road it could there wars. possibly be so Ro- many yeah road apparently runner. yes there are what? so much there, yeah. there are so many because also this one it i think it had vampires in it instead of zombies and uh nowadays the word zombies and vampires are used very, very loosely. We have vampires with sparkly skin in the sunlight. We have yeah. zombies that run. There's no there's, coyote in it. Yeah, there's, there's, it could be anything. A coyote. So I just, I watch this movie. I'm like, this can't be the movie that's, all right, I guess this is the one ZJ uh, recommended, but it was not. And then you so, came on the show last week and we're like, uh, CJ, so I don't know what he's talking about. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> let, me, let me explain. Road Wars, Avoid. That's the one I saw. And also... The other one, Wormwood Road of the Dead, not available, will not show up on demand. So also, uh, I searched it out online. It's not coming to the States now until like August or something. But I did see the trailer, and I will say, looks a hundred times better than Road Wars. (laughs) 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 So avoid Road Wars and look for Wormwood uh, Road of the Dead when it comes out in August. That was a redaction. That was a redaction, yeah. Sorry, CJ. It was um at Chris when he drives a couple hours. Oh yeah, figure Forget out how it. to work the goddamn <laughs> Now, granted, if they both would have shown up, I would have like, oh, okay. Well, this must have been the one CJ was talking about. I just would have been able to see both trailers and go clearly that was the one. <laughs> This is awesome. So when I saw that, when I saw him put that on Twitter, like, I was you like, "You saw the wrong movie." This was. I was like, "Oh, I cannot wait to get back in the garage and talk about this." This yeah. is so awesome. So, um, so there. So avoid road wars. So and, fair. And wait 
for uh, Wormwood Road of the Dead. So sure. apologies, CJ. And now, CJ, we will expect a full review of Wormwood Road of the Dead <laughs> for the uh, <laughs> online written review. So, um, but let's talk about, let's introduce our guest. Let's introduce our guest. Yes. We've heard her lovely voice. Um, she's a stand-up comic and she is also, also a podcaster. Also a podcaster. Mm-hmm. On our know. same network, uh, All Things Comedy, right? Well, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've known her for many, many years from the early days of Martini Blues. Oh my God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Christina Pazinski. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited uh, to talk about movies. Who doesn't like movies? What a love great it. podcast idea. It's. I love the fact that I ha- I'm like, oh, I got to go see a movie this week. And it's that like, you have to. I have yeah. to. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what do I got to do? Oh, I should probably watch something on Netflix. And it's, oh, you know, it's very rare that you get that one thing we have to do wrong. But every once in a while you do. Yeah, every once yeah. in a while. Yes, yeah. like there is a movie you're like, why the fuck? <laughs> oh, I just watched the worst movie on Netflix. Um, Steven Seagal's Maximum Conviction. <laughs> I haven't even heard that? of that it's one. It's terrible. What is it a new about? one? Uh, I don't know, but he's got really dark uh, jet black hair, you know, as most 60-year-old men naturally do. Sure. And it's in a widow's peak. <laughs> and it makes absolutely no sense. So Maximum ponytail condition. or no ponytail? Um, so this is the pony. So this is recent. It's like, recent. Oh, okay. oh wow. Yeah, this is great. makes no sense. Who it's cares? It's so confusing. But yeah. just all just catchphrases and guns yep. and karate. And- yeah, and he's so bloated and out of shape. Um, <laughs> he fights people basically sitting down. Like, <laughs> he does like... Like hand Aikido. I don't know what sit down Aikido. It's so amazing. <laughs> hand Aikido. Yeah. Oh, nice. But- Chair Aikido. Chair Keto. Chair Keto. There you go. Um, but now tell us about, uh, for those, you have two podcasts. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I do Your Mom's House with my husband, Tom Seguro, mm-hmm. and that's about farting and like really juvenile stuff. And then I do That's Deep Bro, which Graham has been on. Love that show. We need show. to have you on now. Please. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do philosophy with comedians. So both shows are, they're so different, but so much fun, and I love them. The thing I loved about uh, That's Deep Bro was... You know, you you start with sort of a topic, and then we go into the philosophy of it, our own views, and then what I like how the the guest says how they apply that to their lives or whatever. Basically, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and that was really cool because we got into this. You know, we both lived kind of down near the beach and talked about why we what's cool about that. And I went into all my. And before we started recording, Christina was like, Graham, did you do your morning get up, <laughs> surf? And I was like, well, yeah, I, I didn't surf because it was raining, but I woke up and went on my roof and I did my meditation and my- I love it. And everything else. I didn't use my katana because it was raining and I didn't want to get the blade wet. Um, <laughs> no, you got you to WD-40 that then after that. <laughs> But I love your devotion to well-being, and I, I just love that. And if you want to listen and sword play, <laughs> uh, Zen and surfing is your episode. Yeah, with Grandma Old. Yeah, you're, you're a great guest. Thanks. It was a, it was so much fun, and it was that whole thing that's everything that I love about podcasting, which is I've known you for a long time, but when would we like? set a time to sit and talk right. for an hour right. about Zen and surfing. And right. then, hey, let's talk again about movies. Like, right. what, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's such a like reconnection with so many comics that I've known for so long or even new ones we didn't know. Yeah, re- reconnect on the podcast. Yeah, it's 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 a great thing. So they're, they're fun shows. Listen to them, you guys. Yeah, and then now please. you just shot a pilot or yeah so my husband and i just did a pilot with true tv and i you know i can't go into too many details but it's scripted and it's about you know your mom's house our podcast and our lives more or less so yeah it's you know who knows knock on wood that's awesome yeah you just it was fun it was fun to do and and i love true tv they've been really great to us so you know hope for the best and this probably did it's probably a pretty simple pitch like Two comics that live together that like podcast. Yeah. Like it's right. One that looks homeless, and we- which is my husband. <laughs> There's a lot of farts. There's a lot of juvenile. You know, it's we're so ridiculous. I know when I was on when I was on that steep row and you were telling me some story about your husband and you're like, <laughs> dude, you gotta. And I just stopped. And I'm like, I love that you call your husband, dude. Yeah. dude come on. <laughs> Bro. 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 Dude, cool. bro. Not cool. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. how weird talk to your yeah. husband. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about it as being weird because, like, you know, we both started off as comics 12 years ago, and I, we both came up as open micers, so, 
you know, we were we were buds before we were lovers, if you will. And you know, so you got to know each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we bro down still, which is nice. That's so we great. You guys it. are married and broing out. Like I just <laughs> fucking knuckles, bro. Like yeah. I just, <laughs> but we still do it. You know what I mean? Like there's still a love. There's a spark. That's what I mean. It's like bro love. Do you guys have ladies? I know you're married. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just met her. I know. Do you guys bro down? Are you still bros or? Definitely, yeah. We, uh, you know, it's a little more. Uh, other people do it, it takes a little more planning. Yeah. Like, uh, but you know, when we go see Mad Max, we have to hire a sitter. You know oh, that kind right. of thing. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, still do it. Mm-hmm. Audrey is is awesome. She can we say what she wanted to do for her birthday? Oh yeah, I wanted to go to the Renaissance Fair. Yeah. <laughs> no! Yes. 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 No! File for divorce immediately. Yeah. Oh no! Like, and she. You know, he's always like, oh, Audrey and I, our date night is we're going to go see the Avengers or right. 3D. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, you got a cool wife yeah, that yeah. she's, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Avengers, that's, that's yeah. Mad Max. Not, not a girl flick. Yep. Mm-hmm. No. She likes horror movies, too. Are you guys going to go to the medieval times, the jousting <laughs> thing? Like, I want to do that. I've never done that. I want to do that on a date. Yeah. It's just dinner, though. Oh. Yeah, it's, you don't get the full effect of being at the fair. So that's why you went fair, because you're like, yeah. medieval times yeah. is just kind of lame. Yeah. You want it, it, the full... Yeah, you got to get the full effect. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. The full, are you going to dress up? Uh, so Will you find outfits to, you know, wear? We'll see. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know you have to eat those big, ridiculous turkey legs? Okay, to be clear, you don't yeah. have to. Okay, it's, you I thought it was to. mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to get gout. You have to get... Yeah. Yeah. And, and scurvy and, and scurvy. the plague yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yes. The, the bloody flux. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> And you get to throw tomatoes at peasants. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's, well, that's whether yeah. they want you to or not. That's Anytime you can abuse a poor person, <laughs> right. you are having a great night. You know. like, you somebody's it, making Graham. money. You nailed you know? it. That's <laughs> the appeal. And that's what you and Tom should do yeah, is yeah, abuse yeah. a poor person, then knuckles, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> you should go to the Renaissance Fair, abuse poor people. Eat a turkey leg and then fart. And then fart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gosh, are you inside of our home? (laughs) You know us. Their house is constantly a Ren Fair. We love that period. What a fun time to live. Can you think of a worse time to exist as a human being? You you died at thirty five. Yeah. And you died of, of like a horrible disease. Yeah, the sweat killed you. Something yeah, called the sweat. No, no sanitation. No yeah. soap. You just you just died. Dirty, died. dirty weirdos with yeah. lutes and weird instruments that made dumb oh, noises. I have yep. a dumb question. But you for get you. to have long hair and armor. I know. Can I can I ask? This is the stupidest thought I've ever had. I'm going to share it. When you watch those, like I watch a lot of actually Renaissance shows. Like you know, like Henry the Eighth. Those sure. series. I mm. love those movies. Queen Elizabeth. And they make out a lot. Do you ever think like, oh my God, they smell so bad? Oh, I like, know. Yeah, when they they're when they're like, out. oh, let's. I'm like, they yeah. gotta be the stinkiest. <laughs> they took a bath once a week. Like yeah. that's if you were rich. Perfumes. Yeah. They would. Uh, they would oh. put perfumes on themselves. What about their breath? Just so. stink perfume on bad breath on yeah. turkey leg mouth. Like that just must have been <laughs> turkey horrible. Um, I can't imagine it being great. <laughs> <laughs> However. I think, you know, it's like, well, everyone smells this way. What are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. That's, yeah. You don't know. <laughs> that's true. Like in Europe in the summer, if you've been on the subway, like yeah. everybody smells. <laughs> like in Hungary, yeah, where my family's from. Everyone so. smells. Everyone Europe stinks. in the summer. <laughs> all of Europe, not just, just part all of, of it. Yeah. All Mo- of it. Yeah. Mostly Eastern. Yeah. yeah. Dirty, my stinky. People. Yeah, your people yeah. are dirty. The worst. Yeah. Um, God. So let's, uh, yeah. let's talk about Entourage. Oh, now, what did, now you were a fan of the show, though, right? Here's the thing. Okay, if you weren't a fan of the show, you have no business watching this oh, movie. Oh, well, right. then yeah, okay. forget it for me. I'm out. Yeah, there's. I really don't see how you're gonna enjoy this. Now, if you're a fan of the show, I had a blast. Like, um, and I went. I actually went with my buddy Walker Walker mm-hmm. Yule, who does the production for the for Podfest. Right. He and I have been friends a long time. We're surf buddies, and when we first got into surfing. We would always talk about The Wire, Sopranos, and Entourage. I love Sopranos. Right. Great. The Wire was great. And Entourage was always just this sort of like sorbet palate cleanser <laughs> between these intense dramas. Uh, drama. And so we'd always talk about it's fast food. Right. And nobody, you don't remember. Oh, you remember that amazing like Taco <laughs> Bell combo? You, no one, you just go, oh, yeah, that was fun. I'm not hungry anymore. So, 
it was that. And the thing that they did right is when you go from TV to movie, you have to make it bigger. Yes. Mm. And so... Oh, yeah, I never thought of it that way. Like Sex in the City movies. It's big, like big. Huge. Yeah, we go to the Middle East and pretend that that's fun for women. You go part. <laughs> <laughs> the most oppressive place in yeah. the history of yeah. all time for women. Yeah. So weird. It also, it doesn't always work. Yeah. <laughs> no. It doesn't always work, but when you do, yeah. when it's done correctly, like that show was, was you know, it was an HBO show and it, they had a, an okay budget, but they didn't have the budget to show you how those guys would really live Right. They'd rent some, you know, I mean, the way they shot it and they would just kind of make it. So this, they had the money to like opening scene. He's on a yacht in near Ibiza, Spain. And right. there's, you know. I, I believe with Ibiza. Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so lame. Um, Sorry. Yeah. So, so they made it huge and big. And the thing that they did is brought back every character from the series, like every inside joke. Every like, oh that guy, like like Seinfeld did in its last. Oh right, right. The last episode, you saw almost every. You saw almost everyone, which is like, you know what? They're giving all these actors work. A lot of them are like, huh? Where are they working now? So that's cool. And then they for the fans, that's super cool. You want to see all that stuff. You love that. It's fan service for if you watch the show. That's what I'm saying. Like, Mm -hmm. go with a friend, and you both watch the series. We'll go with Mm -hmm. Walker. Or go with Walker. He's yeah. available. Yeah. Um, but he and I were just laughing. We're like, oh, that's that guy. And that's, oh, that's from, and we, mm. and then it's every, that show was always funny with the, 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 um, why am I blanking on the term? The uh, famous person. Oh, cameos. Celebrity cameos. Yeah, celebrity <laughs> cameos. I don't know why I just blanked <laughs> on the term. So they had every oh, giant cool. name athlete and oh, star as they should well, that's what the was show. like the basic yeah. premise of the movie was it they're making a giant movie or does it matter I, here's the pre- the premise of the movie is they they um vince is is starring in a, a movie that he's directing it's his first time ever directing ari gold is now the studio head so he greenlit oh, it wow, that's cool. and of course they're over budget and they need more money so now and and then Billy Bob Thornton is the money guy from Texas. Haley Joe Osment is his son. Ah. And so they're like, Well, we need to see the we need to see the rough cut before we catch some more money. You know, like <laughs> there's so great. there's this and so then, you know, Ari's gotta go to Texas and it's all the chaos of that show. And then of course they're all sleeping with these beautiful, like every, that's. <laughs> but that's every episode. Every <laughs> episode, they're driving $100,000 cars and there's mm-hmm. beautiful, like every scene, the extras were beautiful. They were, <laughs> they were in amazing, sh- everybody. I love it. And, but they should be. That's the show. That's the show. It's a show business movie. And yeah. everyone's in Lamborghinis that's and right. everyone's in a, everyone's. So, Look how great Hollywood is. It's yeah, so, yeah. And here's the thing. <laughs> it's all real. It is, yeah. It's just so down to earth. The opening credit sequence is they was awesome. They went to all these iconic places around LA and then put like, you know, the names up. Like Jeremy Piven on, oh, cool. on like the the um the Santa Monica Pier. The welcome that that classic, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah. spark fishing oh, yeah, yeah, and boats. Yeah. They put like Jeremy Piven on that. Oh, cool. That's so cool. It was cool. And it was like if you especially if you live in LA, it's all it's it's the best LA movie show. Like, cause it's all those inside showbiz jokes. And it's one of those things where I go, you know, we all get sometimes frustrated, shout Hollywood, oh, it's bullshit and it can be frustrated. But then there's stuff about it that's awesome. Yeah, of course. And this movie to me celebrates and like I've never had, you know, yachts and that kind of thing. But it's, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's coming. But like you know, last year at Podfest, you know, like Joey McIntyre. Yeah, there was a yacht. <laughs> we brought it in the hotel. <laughs> but you know, like Joey McIntyre sings "Happy Birthday" to Sanai. Mm-hmm. That was that could only happen in this town. Yeah. Right. You know, and all the fun things we get to do. Sure. Random. My husband met Mike Tyson on an airplane. And Mike Tyson loved his Netflix special. And then he came to my husband's show. Oh, my like God. That's amazing. Yeah. Right? You're like, wait, what? That's such a show business thing. Ever. Know? That could never yeah. happen anywhere else. No. And that's what makes that kind of stuff is what's awesome. So this is just taking that times 10. So it's a blast. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you didn't watch the series, I don't know if this is you're going to. Right, right. You know, Jeremy Piven, I, I used to hate because I heard a story. My friend used to wait tables. This is just uh. a story. Who knows? Allegedly. 
And on Christmas Eve, she was waiting tables at like Swingers Diner or something. Mm -hmm. And he comes on Christmas Eve and like tips her a penny because he thinks her service is poor or something. I mean, who knows? This is a story from a story from a story. But I also watch Mr. Selfridge. (laughs) Do you watch that show on BBC America? It's like one of those lame-o period pieces. And he's really good. And I didn't like his Ari Gold character so much because mm-hmm. it's too close to like your actual agents and right. managers. It's right. like, what? I don't want to watch my show business life, you know, but I, mean, I really like him now. I think he's fantastic. Uh, you know, I've heard multiple stories of like he has a reputation being kind of a dick. Yeah. Um, and maybe he is. I don't know. But that's probably why he can play a dick so well, huh? Could be. Uh, I knew all this. We went to the same high school. Um, uh, Evanston and he shoved you in a locker. No, <laughs> uh. <laughs> he played football with my older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, his family runs the Piven Workshop in Evanston, which is a longtime theater. So I've always, always like, I don't know. You never know. Guy from my neighborhood, local boy did good. I don't know. You never I know. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. Who knows? Yeah. Who but cares? This. Who cares? And the yeah. like. The Mark Wahlberg cameos in this movie are hilarious because he's the producer and this is basically about his life. Oh, that's what the cool. whole show was about, mm-hmm. his whole his life. Right. So there's just there's just hilarious scenes in there with that. Oh, very that's cool. That's so cool. So check well, it now out. I want to see it. You make it sound really good. Yeah. I mean, you might like it. To if watch you... the whole series and then go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I watch the series first. Um, so I actually saw a movie. Um, I, you know, it's very rare you get to say this. I saw a black and white Iranian vampire movie (laughs) Uh, called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Sounds amazing. It was here. here. Was it silent too? No, it wasn't silent. It was, uh, um, here's the best part. It was shot outside of Bakersfield, California. Beautiful. (laughs) To make make it look like the Middle East? Yeah, yeah. The setting was Middle East. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) But it was, they shot it in California. Um, Elijah Wood is one of the executive producers. Um, now, every uh, couple years, an artsy vampire movie is made. Someone wow. makes one. Someone makes one. And this was a really interesting movie. And I, and I don't say that, like, sometimes people say interesting is, like, well, that means it was boring. I didn't like it. No, I actually, I actually did because it was really um, shot really well. It, it looked beautiful. The cinematography was really good. It was How definitely very it? slow. It's, it, it just came out, I think, oh. uh, about a year ago. I think it's 2014. Yeah, and the the, the uh, direct writer director is Annie Anna Lily Amianpour. So I'm assuming that's she's Iranian. Uh, she's written a bunch of shorts, uh, and you know, I think this might be. This might be her first feature. It is her first feature. Yeah, um, she's done a bunch of shorts. So and, and it had a couple of weird things that were definitely. Um, Middle Eastern culture that didn't quite translate, and then they would like make like a Lionel Richie reference. So <laughs> I'm like, well, I think this is trying to make this a little bit more global. But um, what I found fascinating is just kind of the way this movie was kind of put together. Like the vampire, um, basically, they're in a town called like Bad Town or something. Bad like, city. Your bad city. Yeah, bad yeah. city. And you know, there's crime and drugs, and there's literally a ditch with all these bodies in it that people just walk back and forth during the town like like it's nothing. Like apparently there's just a ditch of bodies that doesn't seem to bother anyone. <laughs> so to make matters worse, there is a vampire in town that's stalking and killing people. So, uh, but they did some interesting. Why don't things. go to Baker's? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> clearly. Uh, <laughs> but the vampire, like Just that I, reason, huh? That's I, it. Nothing. As else. the vampire like progresses, you realize well, the vampire is like she's lonely. She's lonely, and uh, at first there was a couple weird things like, uh, like you know, oh, she only attacks bad people, like you know. Oh, I like that. Like then, like she attacks, like uh, she attacked a drug dealer. Then she like terrified a kid. Uh, This was a great scene, and then stole his skateboard. (laughs) So she's a vampire on a skateboard in a black and white movie. Through part of it, it was so bizarre. But but like it was shot in such an interesting way that like. You laugh, but you don't think, well, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. You kind of buy that, oh, yeah, I guess the vampire, she just wanted the skateboard. So you, so. you do, be- it's a believable It is, thing. it is. That's yeah. what's weird about it um, in a good way. Like, you think all these pieces together aren't going to work, but they kind of do. Like, um, it's a lot of, like, a little bit of, like, philosophy and human nature. And there's a couple weird things like, all right, well, if this vampire has such a conscience, and then, oh, she just attacked a homeless person. So <laughs> then, it, then I'm like, well, that, that, then, okay. Still a vampire. Then, yeah, still a vampire. Okay. Um, 
It's like Nurse Jackie. Yeah. Do you watch that show? <laughs> no. She's a junkie, but she also does good things right. for her patients. So, so, right. you're, so you're like, oh, she's a conflicted she's vampire. Yeah. So, uh, but it, it's an interesting movie, mainly because the way it's shot. It's definitely very slow paced and slow moving, but um, the way it's shot, the way it's directed, and even the actors, like, they really. Um, get into their roles as far as like you really feel like this girl is like a, mm-hmm. a vampire that's been around forever and that just has also some psychological issues. <laughs> there's <laughs> and, a bunch uh, of no-name actors, right? Yeah, like, yeah. There's nobody, quote, famous in this. I mean, uh, they have resumes, but not like giant famous mm-hmm. people. Um, and it's all Iranian actors mm-hmm. for the most part, with the, uh, which is so funny when you're looking at all these names and then you see Elijah Wood as like a <laughs> right. executive producer. How did he get hooked up? So I'm things? not sure the story where he's uh, he gets in there, but it, it, it's interesting. Like I said, it's every couple of years there's like some weird artsy vampire movie that gets made or I think from Nadja to like, there's a couple of other ones that, you know, every, every indie director every once in a while seems to have this urge to make a, a vampire movie. And this is a, rad. Yeah. Vampires yeah. are rad. Were you a vampire nerd in so, high school? I was not a vampire nerd in oh, high man, school. I, I would have pegged you as like an nope. Anne Rice. Dungeons and Dragons nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so same That's, neighborhood. Yeah, That's same like neighborhood. <laughs> vampire adjacent. Yes. Vampire adjacent. Hence the Renaissance <laughs> Fair <hilarious>. love. Uh, <laughs> they're not that far off. Um, uh, vampire adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> So this movie is really, it's worth a watch. But if you watch it with this, um, it is an artsy vampire movie. Uh, I wouldn't really even say it has much of an ending. It has that kind of like, well, we ran out of film kind of thing. This didn't really, uh, what's what's going on now? Is something going to resolve? Okay, well, maybe. It's it's like, it's more of like a, which, which isn't that horrible, but it's that kind of vague, like, What's going to happen next? Ending. Is it and, and it sounds like too like this is a this is a young director we should like pay attention to. I think right? so too. This is you know what it reminded me of the Babadook, a a, a, a oh, horror right. a horror movie written and directed by a woman because it has a different perspective to it mm-hmm. and it's things that we want to see more of because it has a different vision, a different view, and a different viewpoint that the film is actually coming from. So it actually makes it a little more interesting, especially in a horror genre that's dominated mostly by men. So I, I'd love to see your next movie. Even if it isn't a horror movie, I'd still uh, I'm mm-hmm. interested in seeing your next movie. So check it out. Nice, bro. Were mm-hmm. you a big vamp- vampire? Uh, huge. Yeah. Really? Like, that's my jam. I love vampires. Were you big Anne Rice yeah. in high school? Yeah. And yeah. I'm strictly of that school of vampire. And so I've seen all the Twilight films. However, I feel as though they're not an adequate portrayal <laughs> of how vampire culture really works. It's not right. You're not wrong. That's for sure. They have sexual intercourse, first of all. It's completely wrong. Do they have sparkly skin in the sun? Do they have X Men powers? Each one has a different X Men power. Well, actually, yes. Lestat. But they cannot go out of the sunlight under any conditions, <laughs> unless they're like super old. Then they can. Oh, yeah. That Guys, fun? yeah. There's rules to this stuff. I know. Okay. Queen of the Damned, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Kasha. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Ooh. Yeah. What's your favorite nerd. vampire films? Um. Oh, old school. One with David Bowie. Um, the Hunger? Yeah. Oh, that is old school. Yeah, I like But that followed one. the rules. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's how it should be. Hello. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I still like Twilight. I still like it. It's it's more of a romance than a vampire thing, right? <laughs> with a, with a, how old is he? He's like 500 years old and she's like a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. So it's totally normal. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's, whatever. That's my, that's my boy getting oh. some young strain. <laughs> <laughs> if there's grass on the field, <laughs> say, <laughs> so stupid. You'll be getting emails about that. Um, well, then you saw all this mayhem. Now Gross. this is a documentary. I I've been browsing. I haven't had a chance to see this, but I really. Tell us what it's about Tell first. Dudes, you got to see this film. Mm. So I saw this. You m- said dudes and not bros. Bros so. and dudes. Okay. <laughs> Ultimate bros, dudes, everyone's invited. Okay. Um, I saw this in the theater with my friend Matt Fulcheron who dragged me to it because he knows I love skateboarding crap because I grew up in LA. Anyways, it's about the Pappas brothers, Tuss and Ben Pappas, and they're from Australia. They grow up in Melbourne in a poor neighborhood. And um, Tuss is such a great personality. He narrates the story. And he goes, you know, growing up, see my Australian accent, we were known as Bergens. And, you know, in America, they're called Hessians or white trash. 
And so they're like these rough and tumble white trash kids that grew up really hard. Mm-hmm. And they become like awesome skateboarders in Melbourne. And um, Tuss decides at the age of 18 that he's going to come to America and take down Tony Hawk. And he fucking does. Sorry, I don't know if you can curse on your show. Sure, yeah, you go can. For it. Yeah, but I mean, imagine it as a teenager, just how do you even get the money? He comes to America and he becomes... And he and Ben comes over his brother. It's also a story about brothers and their friendship mm-hmm. and whatever. But let me interrupt you for a second. Yeah. Like when you say take down Tony Hawk, like Beat how does that actually him. happen? Like is it like a yeah. just a competition? Yeah, yeah. That and gotcha. but okay. I think there's more to it than that. I think ultimately the story of Tuss and Ben Pappas is transcending where they came from, which I think is really interesting. Like, can you transcend your wiring like he was destined to just be a quote bogan in melbourne so he comes to america he takes down tony he wins all these awards they make all this money of course they get hooked on drugs sure uh ben ultimately gets deported for taking drugs back to australia it's a nightmare you know tuss goes to jail yeah yeah ben dies an overdose blah 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 blah. but it's about tuss's coming back from all of that and it's also kind of the idea of like yeah, free will versus determinism. Like, once a bogan, always a bogan. Oh, oh, and he says, you know, I was destined to just end up in jail. That was what my lot in life was going to be in Melbourne. And I kind of ended up there anyways because of all these series of events, even though he became, like, the biggest skateboarder wow. in the world. And then he, so he believed of, that, huh? So he kind of went back to where he was going to be, you think. But but ultimately not because he's turning his life around now or whatever. But I, I'm absolutely so connected to this documentary. I don't know. There's something in it mm-hmm. that I really related to about like, cause my family is kooky shoes. <laughs> like, can you transcend? Kooky shoes. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you, can you overcome your, um, you know, your biological destiny or your genetic destiny in some regard. So and, check it out. And they're funny as shit. These skateboarders, man, they oh, talk yeah. some smack. They talk like comedians. Oh, like yeah. there's no filter. So their interviews are just hilarious. Oh, they're great. I remember I worked on the MTV Sports and Music Festival in like 98 or something like that, which was uh, their um, response to the X Games, MTV's X Games. And they made it more of just a festival. And I wrote on that show. And so we were at, I think we shot it in... uh, Memphis, Tennessee. So we're there. We interviewed these guys, and I worked on that show for several months, and then and just and got kind of shown into that world of these skateboarders and BMX people, and 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 how they just the, the interviews that were so fascinating to me as someone I never really skated, and I was more like team sports. But how they were all most many of them were like I didn't want to do team sports. Yeah, I just I was a loner. I was whatever. Yeah, it was either skateboarding or chair keto. Cherokee, <laughs> with a ninety-eight-year-old. Uh, yeah. kids love Cherokee. It's very hot. But then, if you like, and it's a, a documentary mentioned many times on this show, which is Dogtown and Z Boys. Those mm. guys all came from broken homes, mm-hmm. and 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 skating was sort of how they um, dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And Jay Adams, who's featured heavily in that movie, uh, he passed away last year because he was he was in and out of prison and battled drug overdose, and they. There's a big spray paint mural of him on the back of what used to be Horizons West Surf Shop on Main Street in Santa Monica. Um, and there's that thing. And I think uh, in that documentary, too, um, is, uh, and I'm blanking on the documentarian's name, who I've mentioned a thousand times, who did Writing Giants and uh, Stacy Peralta. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. He, I just saw the other one that he did about Tony Hawk and, and those guys. Wait. Oh, the uh, the uh, the the one Bones the, Brigade. Bones Brigade, dude, it's amazing. Right, and there's there's a great example. This is my point. If you look between Bones Brigade and all this mayhem and everything, how you see, uh, some guys were able to get out of that yeah. programming of I'm. This is the I can never do anymore. I'm going to end up in jail. I'm going to end up in jail. This yeah. is the best I can do. I'm a piece of shit or whatever. And uh, I remember like it, Bones Brigade is a great example because it's sort of him kind of. Going, you know, Dogtown was great, but there was so much chaos in that world mm. and addiction and fighting and that whole that whole Venice Santa Monica scene was like pretty gnarly, man. Mm-hmm. And and he kind of was like, Well, I want to be a businessman. Yes. You know? And he kept it clean. Like mm-hmm. if you watch that documentary Bones Brigade. So I got into Tony Hawk because of all this mayhem, because of Tuss's animosity towards Tony. And I think that, you know, Tony Hawk is a squeaky clean 
winner. The guy's mm-hmm. a winner. And I think Tuss and Ben resented the fact, like, look at it. Yeah, Tony Hawk's got all. And I totally get that. I did the same thing yeah. growing up. You resent the rich kid. You want to take him down, you know, get them in the crosshairs and take him down. To yeah. Quote Rushmore. And, and then self destruct. And then self destruct because you realize that taking down Tony Hawk is not going to fill whatever uh-uh. is going on inside of you. So. And yeah. instead of taking that guy down, you should try to be like him. Exactly. And I think Tuss learn, learns that in, in the course of the documentary. But that kid, Tony Hawk, man, that guy was competing professionally from the time he was like four. Oh, like, God. You're like, oh, my God. Like, honestly, it's amazing. It's, it's almost like you ha- if you're going to watch all this mayhem, you almost have to watch Bones Brigade yeah. to kind of get both it's sides. It's like the of prequel? The- well, it's like both sides of the story. Yes. Gotcha. You're really, seeing, you're really seeing sort of Tony's side of it. Yeah, you know, and uh, and this guy uh, Eddie Martin has done a couple documentaries. One is called Lionel, which is about uh, uh, in 1968, a young Aboriginal boxer uh, punched his way into history when he stopped fighting uh, Harada in Japan over 15 rounds. Like this is what? That's cool. I, yeah, so this I guess Eddie Martin is just a, a, a very cool uh, Australian documentarian. So. Yeah, all this, all this mayhem. Check it out, guys, and it's mm-hmm. available Netflix. You can also uh, watch it on uh, Amazon. Um, that's pretty cool. That's yeah, all. and you can stream it. You know, I forgot that you can even do Netflix by mail. <laughs> oh yeah, <You> know, <laughs> we have some laying around from like two years ago. Oh, we should probably watch The Godfather. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> been sitting on the get the next table. one on the queue. Yeah, right. Um, well, let's go now. We we know you like um, vampire movies. Vampire yeah. movies. Uh, you like skating, what? And then also, you're a big Wes Anderson fan. Huge. What are your favorite Wes Anderson movies? Rushmore is my favorite, and I know Bottle Rocket is everyone's. I beg to differ. I think it's Rushmore and the Royal Tenenbaums. Ah. I feel like Max Fisher. I relate to that character. You know, he's uh, he he's uh, he's got his own thing. I, or I want to be Max Fisher. Actually, I find him to be an inspirational character. It goes to what we were just talking about with these skaters, the Max Fisher character. He's trying to be more. Yeah. And he's almost a little, he's, you know, he's kind of ashamed. He, he lies and says his dad yeah. is, a, is a brain surgeon, yes. not a barber. This is where I will disagree with you guys. I find that character <laughs> insufferable. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, um, my gosh. No. Yeah. I, could, I couldn't do it. And I'm a Wes Anderson fan, but I tend to like the ones that... Um, who are other you? people, <laughs> I liked. I liked uh, Darjeeling Limited. I liked Darjeeling. I liked, yeah. I liked uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic, and I, I really loved Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, that was good. So, but the the ones that I haven't enjoyed are the ones that everyone mentions: <laughs> Royal Tenenbaum <laughs> and uh, uh, and Rushmore. On. The two that I've enjoyed I've the least. Say this. Yes, before. we've talked about it many times. Um, I've never heard you refer to Max Fisher as insufferable. Yeah, well, that's wow. probably true. Yeah, wow. that's the first time. Yeah, I just I didn't did not resonate with that movie. It's not. Wow. I know a lot of people love it. It's not bad. It's just it didn't not resonate with me. I love I love Bill Murray. Hilarious. I love Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray. I know. I know. There's so many great lines in that of like, you know, those little throwaway lines in that movie where like at the end of the film, uh, the Scottish guy's like, "How's it?" Whatever his <laughs> yeah. sons are named. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're in military school, Ugh, and they love it. Lucky bastards. <laughs> like he's yeah. Yeah. going to military school is lucky. To so see when they're in the elevator at the hotel. The bees. And the bees. Mm. And, and Or they're at the hospital, and Bill Murray's like lost his shit, and he's, they're in the same uh, elevator together, and he's pouring airline bottles of booze into a diet coke can (laughs) and he's like and he's he's got a cigarette and he's talking about um the woman that they're both in love with and he's like Mm -hmm. she's messed up man she's a good kid but she's messed up (laughs) and then he takes the empty bottle and sneaks it between two towels and looks to make sure no one's watching (laughs) in a closed elevator it's just like yeah oh that and um there's this great line dirk calloway he spits on the car when he's found out that max fisher is made out with his uh, the teacher, yeah, and he goes with friends like these. Who needs friends? Yeah, it's so great, and he's so cute and little. Gosh, it stops now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Does Max know? <laughs> no, and he's never gonna know. So now, how did you feel about the Life Aquatic? I love Steve Zissou. It felt a little long to me, but mm-hmm. um, that Jacques Cousteau character. My father loved Jacques Cousteau, and it's so European to me. My my family's from Hungary, so mm-hmm. I did. They immigrate? Were you were you are you like first generation? Yeah, ah. I was born in Canada, so 
not even, dude. Not wow. even. Yeah. You're a foreigner. I'm a foreigner, man. <laughs> so I, I get that that kooky, like, Speedo-wearing stuff. And the music was fun. And and I love the story. The father-son story is kind of neat, finding your dad. I think Wes Anderson has a lot of daddy issues. They seem to come through a lot. And a couple mommy ones, too. You think is so? that Well, that Darjeeling yeah. Limited was all about mm-hmm. finding their mother. Mom. Mm-hmm. I think, too, like... Um, the he always has these kind of quirky geniuses that are also kind of broken and misunderstood misunderstood they're always sort of and and that's the thing about his movies too and that either works or it doesn't for you and what i find fascinating is that when it works for me it really works like i really love his movies but when it doesn't work it just really turns me off yeah and it's the same director and it's a lot of the same techniques it's just something weird about you, you yeah. know the char- the way he does characters, and I think his sexuality is a little troubling for me. Like in Tenenbaums, you have the incestuous love story between the adopted sister Margot Tenenbaum and Richie Tenenbaum, even though they're not blood relations. Right. Like yeah, it's still your sister, bro. And then in Moonrise Kingdom, I don't want to watch you know 12 year olds making out it, it was like it, i didn't you know what i mean it felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. as a parent you want to watch that even less yeah I imagine. <laughs> it's yeah it, you see it in a whole nother creepy light yeah <laughs> like why that choice it's an interesting choice to explore mm-hmm. you know really young adolescent sexuality so who knows who knows what's up that's with interesting that's an interesting way to look at it i uh i really liked moonrise kingdom and the the Royal Tenenbaums thing was always like, wow, that is weird. But to me, it, that made sense in the context of this family is off. And this is, if I were to have met this family, I wouldn't be surprised. That this was going on. Right. Like, I knew a guy that that um, started dating his, like, stepsister. Really? Yeah. And it was like, what? Everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, hey, man, it's not blood. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, okay, we Duh. can't argue that with you, but you yeah. know this is fucked up. Yeah. Like, Come on, bro. It's not blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. If we didn't adopt her, man, yeah. then everything would have been cool. You know? Uh, but I love the Gene She's Hackman. teaching me chair keto. <laughs> the Gene Hackman character in Tenenbaums. He was real. That was really good. Oh I'll give him God! That. Mm-hmm. When when they find out that they're that his he was faking his cancer to get yeah. something, and he goes, "Look, I know I'm going to be the bad guy in this one." <laughs> no, 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 no. You, that's, that's the way it's just that guy is never going to fully accept responsibility no. for anything. And like the, the 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 scenes where he's like, he's calling uh, Ben Stiller's twin sons, and he's like oh, talking yeah. to him on the phone. He's like, "What are you guys doing today?" Let's yeah. go out and get us some trouble. Well, we got yeah. karate lessons at three. I'm talking about dance lessons. I'm talking about throwing a brick to the, the other guy's, guy's windshield. windshield. You know, I'm talking about yeah. taking it out and chopping it oh, up. That's the best line. And then he just, then it's just that montage of them on yeah. go karts and dog fighting and just like just <laughs> playing shooting dice. It's the best. And then there's that great moment too. Again, right after the scene where they find out that he's got cancer and they kick him out. This is where I love about Wes Anderson, where he gets into this wonderful heart. Ben Stiller just hates him. And he looks at him, he goes, go easy on those boys. I don't want this to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Like there's this one moment of, and Ben Stiller looks at him like, that's actually good parenting. Mm-hmm. You're actually being a good dad in that one moment. Mm-hmm. And like all of his characters all have. Well, it, they have layers. Mm-hmm. They have layers. They're, they're nuanced. Mm-hmm. So, and that's one thing that I do like about his, his movies. Well, like Rushmore, the Scottish guy. You know, he's the. You really he, love him. I love him. He's, he's, he's throwing. Throw, Bucking? Throw. I think Bucking. 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 He's walking and he throw, he's got throwing stars. <laughs> hey, Fisher, you little prick. You know, he's just always grinding on him. And you're like, he's so. They set him up as this two dimensional bully. Yeah. And then when he finally gives him the script to be in the last play, mm-hmm. he goes, I've always wanted to be in one of your plays. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I know. And it's like, Oh, that's why he's such a, he just was a big dumb bully, but he didn't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to, I think you're awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to be in your stuff. He didn't know how to communicate that because whatever, he's 14. It's like boys and girls that like each other in school. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> but it was such a- They throw, was, throwing stars at each other. It's such a cool thing. And then, you know, that play. Oh, the end, Serpico. Yeah. Or the, the one where, oh, he's all, I like when he meets, when he meets Bill Murray and he's like, were you in Vietnam? He goes, yeah. He goes, were you in the shit? Yeah. 
I was in the shit. Yeah, like, I was in the shit. It's so random. Like, I was why would you shit. say that I was to in somebody? The shit. <laughs> and the great thing is, is then at the end of that play, uh, the Vietnam play, and everyone cheers, Bill Murray <laughs> just holds a fist and tears are coming out of his eyes. Like, it was the most. <laughs> yeah. And and then, and Bunkin still goes, eh, Fisher, he stepped on half of my lanes. Like, he's, ah, I fucking love that. Uh, I love those movies. I do too. Them. I love the beginning speech Bill Murray gives. About take dead aim on the rich boys, get them yeah, in the crosshairs and hmm. take them down. They can buy everything, but they can't buy backbone. And it's such a great, he's just such a great character. I just love it. And I love that Max is in love with Rushmore. Like that's, that's just what he does. He's mm-hmm. a student at Rushmore, you know, and uh, Bill Murray asked He would have been him, kicked out a hundred times. He should have been kicked he always, out. He always talks himself out of it. Yeah. Well then what's his name? Uh, uh, Brian, is it Brian Cox who plays the superintendent of the school? Mr. Little Jeans? Um, no, the uh, that guy's in every one of. Well, Mr. Little Jeans is in, is in everything, but yeah. um, no, the the very Pago- he plays Pagoda and Tenenbaums too. Okay, he plays <laughs> he plays everybody. Um, no, uh, yeah, Brian Cox plays uh, Mr. Guggenheim. The, oh, the, the yeah. guy kicks him out when 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 Max brings him in there, and he goes, he says something to him. Oh, Max, looks like you're going to get kicked out. Well, I guess I am. Yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. There's this one moment of this like prestigious schoolmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, and that one scene, I never pictured you as a, as a stool pigeon. Mm-hmm. I, I could talk about these movies. Oh, um, my favorite is, these are OR scrubs. Oh, oh are, are they? they? <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> it's so juvenile. And Bill Murray <laughs> spits up his drink. <laughs> and then uh, Max gets mad again. Well, I wrote a hit play, so yeah. I'm not sweating it either. And then he goes, check. Like, you just like, we're done. I gave you got I a get 15 year old drunk. It's the best. On adult cocktails. Yeah, it's the best. Um, all right. It's a good one, guys. Go to DVDs? Yeah, Chris. Yeah. I know you're oh, bored with this conversation, but we'll keep talking about Rushmore. Uh, all right. Keep talking about Rushmore. <laughs> Talk about some more of the, uh, <laughs> the insufferable parts. Oh <laughs> Enjoy your Ren fair. <laughs> How dare you? Everything can't be jousting with a loot, Chris. <laughs> That's where you're wrong. <laughs> Everything should be. So now on DVD and Blu-ray, um, we have Kingsman, The Secret Service. This is uh, was an interesting watch. This is one Graham and I thought we were going to split on, but we agreed on. Well, here's the interesting thing about Kingsman. We both didn't like it, but then as we said, a lot of fans wrote in and said they liked they it. They liked it, yeah, yeah. So really, if you haven't seen it yet... See, see for yourself. I think you should see for yourself, because you might... You, I want. I'm curious to know where more of you guys land right. on this. You know, then there are also some fans that are like, "Yeah, you guys were right." You guys, were right. <laughs> <laughs> so see what you think. Project Almanac. Now, this one you saw um, under duress, right? Oh. Wasn't this the uh, Michael Bay produced time travel? Um, found footage, yeah. shaky camera. Oh, I hate shaky cameras. Oh. Yeah, it's it's that thing. Again, there's cool moments. Had an almanac in it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like a project one? Yeah, a project almanac. Um, There's cool moments to it. I love time travel. Mm -hmm. There's... And the great thing about time travel is always the theories. What if? Do you wish you could go back in time and not watch that movie? Uh, (laughs) It wasn't as horrible as I thought. Mm -hmm. Would I even rush out to rent this? No. Right. It's a movie that if it happens to be on mm. somewhere. Maybe you won't turn it off. Maybe you won't turn it off while you're on your iPad or something. <laughs> you <know? laughs> while you're watching another screen. Exactly. While you're on, it's that's the best I can give this. Mm-hmm. But it's not as horrible as I thought. Oh, well, uh, that's a... That's the best that's the best I can you can do. It. Not, yeah, as, yeah. not I, as horrible as I thought. I wish yeah. that quote was on the DVD cover. Yeah. <laughs> not as horrible as I thought. Graham Helmet. That's a solid review. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that, honestly. <laughs> Next movie is Serena. This is the um, um, the movie after, I think, Silver Linings Playbook that um, I think yeah, Jennifer Bra- Lawrence and Bradley Cooper made that no one saw. Oh, I didn't even hear about this. <laughs> well, this is the movie that they were barely in, but then after that movie and they got all their Oscars, they put They them, recut them. They into, recut yeah. them. They put them on the cover of the, the oh. poster. And they're not even in the movie then. And they're barely oh. in the movie. Right. So... Don't be tricked by this. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you missed anything. Um, so now let's talk about the uh, site spotlight and the fan feedback. Now, uh, earbuds. The trailer, the new teaser trailer, is now available exclusively on Nerdist.com. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't checked out the earbuds teaser trailer, uh, check it out at Nerdist.com. Now we will be releasing another, a longer trailer uh, next month. 
Yeah. And we are still on track to do a preview screening of the entire yep. film yep. at uh, PodFest. That's this all year. on track. So mm-hmm. you can go to Nerdist.com and search for it, or you can go to the Comedy Film Nerds fan page on Facebook. There's a link there, yeah. There's a link there. I put it on my Facebook fan page. Um, so there's multiple links to watch the little 60-second trailer. Yes. Um, that It'll be exclusive on Nerdist for another couple weeks, and then we'll post it. We'll put it on our YouTube channel, yeah. and you'll, you'll be able to see it there. But it's uh, it's really cool, guys. The, the film is, is is coming together, and we're finding all the the, the heart of it, and these storylines are... Just basically, it's cutting it down now. It's so, I mean, we it was like three to four hours, so we're just trying to get it oh down my to gosh. a... Uh, I think we're close to two hours now. Yeah, we're getting closer. We're getting, we're getting close to <laughs> two you, hours. How do you decide what to cut? That has to be unbearable. I mean, the thing with a documentary, you could have 100 filmmakers take all of this footage and come up with 100 different movies. Mm. So, you know, I, I, I think like for us, we, we're really the main focus of this film is showing the connection. And you know, this is a podcaster that you get to the fans, mm-hmm. you know, you've gotten really personal emails going, Oh my God, your show. And who knew when you and your husband are just talking about, you know, fart jokes or whatever, that right. that was going to help people. And that's kind of where we're focusing on. Mm. Um, the, the connection between the fan and the podcast. Oh, awesome. You know, and we did a bunch of great interviews about, Trans- the history of it and transitioning from radio to podcast was all like in podcast troll. There's like, but that'll probably end up being like yeah. a DVD extra. But we're going to concentrate more on the relationship because mm-hmm. we, as the editors started putting together these these heartfelt scenes, we were like, the emotion of this is really strong, and, and that's, that's where we're going to focus. That's what we're going to focus on. But we but, won't, you know, we'll, like I said, we'll put it on DVD. There's a great segment of Mark Marin talking about podcast trolling. So. The DVD extras are going to be amazing. Right. We're going to put a lot of cool stuff on there. And of course, when we re- release it as a digital download, you can now release uh, bonus content digitally. As a separate digital download, because uh, we're going to have some great extras on Freakonomics and Welcome to oh. Night Vale, and there'll be some great stuff. There's really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, um, it's a cool process, and to finally start to kind of see what the storylines start to appear. It's just taking a long time. It's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome to watch, though. The yeah. heart of the movie is really starting mm-hmm. to, to show up, and that's oh, cool. I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um, now, uh, we got a great email from Jason Adams, um, and there's a, <laughs> a librarian found the original Star Wars script, and it settles one of the biggest fan debuts of the film history, uh, hmm. and basically that's that Han shot first. Um, so, uh, we're going to post, we'll post this, uh, this link. And a lot of you have been tweeting that article as well to us, too. So we definitely saw it, and we'll, we'll share it with the rest of you guys. So thank you, Jason Adams, for emailing us about the librarian. And all of you that posted it on Twitter or Facebook, too, that talk about this. Um, now, premiering this week, this is uh, obviously Jurassic World is a big, uh, a big mm. week. You know, I, I still want to see this movie. It's still, it's, I was really torn. About, I really didn't want to see it at first. Now, as every new trailer gets released, I'm like, eh, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. This might might be fun. And one of the things that does excite me about it is obviously, I, um, you know, we love Star Lord, <laughs> sure, Peter Quill, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is great, but it's also the director from um, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. So I think it's Carl. What's that, his name? Real oh, quick, let's look I'll him up real quick. Christine, um, what do you think? Have you seen oh, the trailer for this? Yeah, Are I'm. I'm ex- I do. I love this oh, stuff. I mean, who doesn't love these high budget um, Hollywood movies? I think they're great. Think My husband and I are looking forward something. to it. It's Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, he hasn't made a ton of movies, but I really love Safety uh, Not Guaranteed. Safety Not Guaranteed is a great movie. What yeah, is yeah. that? Is that like an action film? Oh man, Safety Not Guaranteed is uh, it's got Audrey Plaza and Mark Duplass in it. It's this quirky little independent film that came out in 2012 about a guy who claims he can time travel. Who's I love created time a time travel. machine. And mm-hmm. Audrey Plaza is like a reporter and she's like I want to see what this woman And they interview this crackpot. And yeah. mm. all this shit happens and you start to go maybe maybe not is he nuts is he is like what's going and on? also the movie is more about their relationships mm-hmm. with each other too and so it's one of those movies too that's almost like reviewer proof like it's got such its own style and such its own voice that you're like you're either on board or you're not mm-hmm. with this movie it's like you're either all like that's the only way it could begin that's the only second act and that's the only ending this movie could possibly have and it's one of those films where you're like god i wish they had the money 
to put the Oscar marketing campaign together because mm. they should have gotten right. They should have gotten a little more, a couple attention. nominations. Don't you hate that? I hate that they those small things don't get acknowledged and they're so good. It's yeah. kind of a bummer. And yeah. then let's pull this one up too. But, uh, oh, go ahead. But I was going to say though, mm. kind of, I think like you, Chris, and uh, I was not on board with this movie initially when I first saw trailers a couple months ago. The more trailers I'm seeing, I'm on board. And this director. I don't know. I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm really, I'm yeah, actually yeah. starting to edge on the side yep. of like, I'm kind of pumped to go yep. see this. I was this. definitely yeah. against it at first. Now I'm like, oh, I'm starting to, starting to, it's starting to grow on me. It really because is. Because it's not like the Jurassic franchise is this sacred cow that's like, every film's been this Godfather <laughs> no. masterpiece. Some of them are fun. Some of them are ridiculous. Well, every film is exactly the same. It's like, what are you going to do? Dinosaurs are going to have to get loose and start killing people. Yeah, yeah. That's the <laughs> exactly. only thing That's the only thing right. that can happen with How these movies. Maybe, maybe one of them I just go to college yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dinosaur's not going to save you in an airplane crash. Dinosaur no. spring right. break. Dinosaur spring break. What t-shirt contest for the Velociraptor? <laughs> right. I feel so ashamed. <laughs> That would be an interesting story. <laughs> yeah. There's very, you're right. There's limited things yeah. you can do with these right. crazy dinosaurs. They break loose and they run. Yeah, yeah. that's about mm-hmm. it, man. Um, all right. So, and counter programming, let's pull this one up. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Now, this looks like kind of one of those um, quirky drama movies, and uh, but it looks good. I, I'm, I'm interested in seeing this as well. And it's, it's, I'll give the marketing people credit. It's a good weekend to release it because it's complete counter programming to giant dinosaurs. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the, the the trailer on this is a uh, high schooler Greg who spends most of his time making parodies of classic movies with his coworker Earl finds his outlook forever altered after befriending a classmate who has just been diagnosed with cancer. But I'm out. I gotta tell you, any cancer movies, any like bummer movies, I I can't do it. I just can't because because I feel like um, life's a bummer enough. I can't be watching these bummer <laughs> movies in my spare time. So like you've I, never watched ER? No, can't do it. <laughs> I can't watch like yeah medical dramas yeah. except for Nurse Jackie because that's more about um, her, her drug, drug addiction. addiction. Yeah, I'm not into murder stuff either. Mm. Like oh, no. So uh, see yeah. Sophie's Choice. I think you'll like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a light that's, kind of yeah. a summer fun. family fun. <laughs> Kind does of a, it, does that have dinosaurs? Too? Yeah, yeah that's dinosaurs yeah. in they it. Get, sure. And she's got to choose which dinosaur she wants to yeah. fa- have, have as a pet. <laughs> they both break that's out. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do I ride the big one or the one that can fly? <laughs> I don't know. Is that Sophie's what? accent? <laughs> that's what happens. It's a German accent, right? <laughs> or she's Polish. Yeah, I was just looking to do a stupid God. accent. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the flying nun for a second. With that dumb accent. Yeah, with that dumb accent. On top of a flying dinosaur. Yeah, with a dinosaur. Oh, this one can fly, okay? Hello, it's my new pet, Mom. I don't know why that image went in my head, but that's I saw the flying nun with that dumb accent with a dinosaur. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so go see me and Earl and the Dying Girl, guys, and you'll see people fight nuns and dinosaurs. Yep, using chair keto. Now that's a film. Yeah. Guys, Hashtag we need to get on that. Hashtag Cherkito. Um Tweet Steven Seagal, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let him know you're interested in learning. He's an expert. He'll teach you. Um, Cherkito. I think that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, do we have a did we have a site spotlight? Or no, that had fan feedback. That we was did it. That was it. Yeah. Nerdist.com for the for the uh-huh. trailer. And then uh, thank you for the email on Hotshot first. Um, that is our program. We'd like to thank wow. our guest. Christina Pazinski. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you for having me. This is a really cool podcast. I love it. Thanks for doing thanks. it. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Very neat. And where can people find all of you? You got some tour dates coming up. I do, yeah. My website is called thousandranch.com, like my two favorite dress salad dressings together. And it's um, <laughs> June 18th through the June 21st. I'll be at the Denver Improv. That's in Denver, Colorado, not Ooh. Denver, Mexico. So make sure to go <laughs> to that. And uh, yeah, check out your mom's house. And um, that's Deep Bro. Do you have a Twitter handle? At Christina P. I wrote it down, even though I should just know that by memory. Nice. Yeah. Because trying to spell out Pazinski is just something you don't ever want to put anyone through. It's a nightmare. And I tried coming up with a stage name, but I just failed. Chrissy Paz. Yeah. (laughs) I (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Polak. It's just going to have to be Pazinski. Sorry. This this is how it shakes out. This is how it's going to be. Yeah. I got to keep it 100. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) I got to keep it real. (laughs) 
Um, all right. Well, yeah, guys, uh, check out the trailer. Um, I will be headlining Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, Ooh, which club are you at? The Comedy Corner Underground, which Ooh. is this cool little like seventy-five seat room. Nice. Um, and Andy Erickson is going to feature. She's I love her. So funny. She's she, fantastic. She's so f- hilarious. I've worked her on the road before, so she's really quirky, funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be a great show. So there's limited seats. So the shows, you know, get them soon. Uh, that's uh, June 16th through the 19th um, at the Comedy Corner Underground, and I put those on my website. Uh, and then, of course, um, we will be at Comic-Con. Mm. Yes. Um, doing all sorts of business. Uh, doing Rick Meyer's Kung Fu Extravaganza. Yep. Um, well, of course, we record another uh, episode with him. Yes. And this will be the first time Neil will be joining us on the panel, the Kung Fu Extravaganza. Yeah, Neil's going to be on the panel. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're going to Comic-Con. He's a little scared. <laughs> I said, it's just a Comic-Con panel. No, we'll you got to fight your way. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> ninjas drop out of the sky, Neil. Get your shit ready. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that'll be, that's always fun being down at Comic-Con. We'll be there probably the, the Thursday and the Friday, uh, maybe even the eighth, maybe even Wednesday, maybe maybe the preview night, eight, ninth and 10. Uh, so check that out. Uh, I'll be headlining the improv in Las Vegas, July 14 through 19. We're at podcast movement in, uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, July 31st. That'll be a a fun, fun that'll be a lot of fun. We'll be doing a a show that Friday night Mm -hmm. and then Saturday, We'll be doing panels. Yeah. Aisha, Tyler will be down there with us. Yes. Uh, and then headlining um, the uh, Improv in Lake Tahoe, August 19th through 23, and headlining the Hollywood Improv, uh, August 29th. And, of course, Los Angeles Podcast Festival, September 18th through 20. We're only three months out, guys. Yep, yeah, we just added uh, Greg Proops. Greg we'll Proops just, is going to be on the show, so it's going to mm-hmm. be a fun lineup, you guys. Yeah, we're still working on a bunch more shows, so we'll be making those announcements in the next few weeks, along yes. with a large one as well. LAPodFest.com, <laughs> at LAPodFest on Twitter. Um, so check that out, you guys. And yes. Anything else? Uh, just if you want to see Asylum now, because it's out from Lionsgate, <laughs> it is on your cable on demand uh, or your satellite. And I would recommend then asking for your money back after you get to see it. Uh, <laughs> if so, you're going to buy it. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. It, it's like four ninety nine, But again, it's, it's you know. <laughs> I, I get the morbid curiosity. It's definitely curiosity. And uh, I, I should read one of the Amazon reviews because obviously it's a bunch of horror fans are furious at getting duped, which of course they should be. Because even the trailer, there's no marketing that tells anyone that it's a comedy. And of course they gutted half the comedy anyway. But there's one review on Amazon that said, I didn't know what to make of this movie. I kind of loved it. <laughs> and then I also kind of didn't like it. I'm not sure. <laughs> But if you want to see a movie that has myself, Mike Schmidt, Dean Haglin, and Stephen Rhea in it. And a bunch of (laughs) And a bunch of bald Bulgarians uh, pretending to act. And uh, definitely check it out. If you want to see a script that uh, has nothing to do with the one Chris wrote. Nope. That's <laughs> and mainly, if you want to see what happens when a studio mo- ruins the same movie twice, mm. <laughs> the same movie twice. It's a twice. beautiful thing. Yeah, it's uh, you can check out. So if you want to get it on Amazon, click through our Amazon yes. link. On yeah, 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 that's <laughs> true. That's the only way I'll see any money from it. So click on our Amazon affiliate link through. Oh, us. I gotta say this real quick too. I saw. I forgot to talk about it. This Saturday, I there was a at the Arrow Theater in Santa Monica was a double feature of uh, Yo Jimbo. Mm-hmm. The Kurosawa classic and uh, Harry Carey from Kobayashi, who directed it. It was awesome. It's amazing. Kobayashi, the hot dog eater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that guy's really good at he's movies. He's so good. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you want black, how many and, hours was that? This is four and a half oh hours. Wow. Of black and white subtitle Japanese. Oh my god! Just every scene was so intense with this like doom, drum and some guy going. I just want to <laughs> awesome i john favreau was there uh-huh. uh if you like these movies i haven't seen him yo jimbo i hadn't seen since film school mm-hmm. harry carey i've never seen now this is the thing i wanted to bring up i reviewed a remake of harry carey about a year or two ago mm-hmm. and go see this original one like slow methodical pace and if obviously i doubt if these movies come to your town you're blessed because you get to see 35 millimeter prints right they're beautiful that'll probably won't happen Mm -hmm. so if you do rent these what turn the lights off turn your phone off no second screens and just get immersed in classic old school filmmaking right and realize that 
it's the that's what the end of the world will look like. Yes, hopefully, hopefully, yes. it's one Ronin going into a town of two yep. stupid, oh and it's just going to be swords and sheets. There is, there's, a, there's a literally <laughs> sounds great uh, on one <laughs> of all the people I know. There, I could count on one hand who I could go to that movie mm. with. Yeah, dudes, right? Yeah, <laughs> not your girlfriend, <laughs> not the wife. <laughs> I'm guessing. Well. Oh, bro. Bros. Even <laughs> bro. ultimate bros like me can't bro down. It there. was a lot of single dudes alone. Yeah, yeah. And, but I was. But that's fine. Yeah. You need to bro down. Masturbating, which was weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While wearing a, ha- a hakama. <laughs> <laughs> they were all doing cheer. That's what cheer keto really is. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. All right. So, bro down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's our episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, watch four and a half hours of samurai movies. It'll make you a better human being. <laughs> and then go meditate on your roof. Um, you that's sound advice. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, thank you once again to our guest, uh, Christina Pazinski. Thank you. Thank um, you, guys. Thanks for coming. Fun. Yeah. It was a blast. Yeah. And uh, First time guest. First knocked time it out guest. of the park. Bam. So excited. Wow. Thank you. Shazam. Thank you uh, listen to her podcast. Follow her online. And... Um, all the other stuff, guys, that we love having you do. Uh, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot, shot first. first. So saith the librarian. Mm, then it's real. <laughs>